Hello, people of the way. Today is Communion Sunday. So before we uh, uh, start with our communion message, there are several uh, um, uh, um, uh, precursory instructions that I have. Instructions sound so formal, but um, if at any time during the message, any time during this little study, um, you know, if you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, just hit pause. You know, just hit pause. Get your heart right with the Lord. You know, communion, it's very holy what we do here before the Lord because, you know, of course, we're in this time period where it's kind of weird where, you know, we have this separation. Uh, but then at the same time, understand, too, that, yes, we have uh, uh, this weird moment in time, but the Lord is with us. The Lord is with you. You know, understand that the Lord desires Old Testament and New Testament. The Lord is the same. Understand that He desires His people to be right with Him to have intimacy with Him, to have closeness with Him, to be right. And how does that happen? It happens through repentance. It happens through repentance. You know, it's very important to understand this. And you know uh, how uh, the beauty of repentance, yes, there's the, there's the painful aspect of it because the acknowledgement of wrong, the acknowledgement of trespass, the acknowledgement of sin. But what about the aftermath of that? I mean, look at Aaron in the Old Testament. I mean, look at his sin with the golden calf. But in the aftermath of repentance, look at how he's used mightily for the Lord. And the same can be said of you as well. That's the beauty of repentance. So anytime during this little message, this little brief message, just hit pause. Make sure your heart is right with the Lord. Now, if you might have communion, communion elements, you might have those, you know, wherever you are in the world, you might have those already. But if you don't, uh, go to the church website, contact us, and we'll send them to you. Uh, it's very important that you have these elements so that we can partake of communion as a body. Uh, also, I have to say, if you are a non-believer or if you are playing games with the Lord or uh, you're lukewarm or you have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, um, uh, communion is not for you. Do not partake of the elements, okay? What you have to do is you have to have your heart right before the Lord, okay? So when I say that communion is not for you, you know, put a little asterisk on that because communion is not for you, and then the asterisk is this, until your heart is right with the Lord. How does that happen? It happens through repentance. It happens through repentance. It happens, you know, if, if you're playing games with the Lord, you need to repent, if you're not a believer, you need to repent and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So before you partake of the elements, before you partake of communion, you know, hit pause and then get your heart right with the Lord. Become a believer. If you're a non-believer, become a believer. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then listen, you know, uh, hit pause and listen to the message, how to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And you repent and you receive Jesus Christ. You become born again. And then now you're a believer. Your heart is right before the Lord. And then you partake of the communion elements. Or if you're lukewarm, you're playing games with the Lord, you know, and you have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And when I say church, it's like, you know, the, the koinonia, the ecclesia. We're going to, uh, it, it's the, the, the church, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the word of God and fellowship of the saints and, and aligning and yielding to the word of God and making sure your heart is right with the Lord. Now, if that's not you, you believe in Jesus Christ. Remember, even the demons believe, except they tremble. Even the demons believe. You say, oh, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. But you also like, you know, have, you know, you, you, uh, 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 gallivanting in the world. Well, 
Get your heart right with the Lord. Get your heart right with the Lord. That comes through repentance. And maybe you need to recommit your life to the Lord. You know, so very time of very introspection that we have in, in, in the Lord. So when I say communion is not for you, if you're a non-believer or if you're lukewarm, you're playing games with the Lord, communion is not for you. Straight up, it's not for you. But don't forget the asterisk. Yet, you know, get your heart right with the Lord and then partake of the elements. So here we are to open up your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And here in verse 23 says this, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Notice how he says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. This is communion is something we do as a fellowship uh, the first Sunday of every month. The first Sunday of every month. It says here, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. It's a proclamation. A proclamation of his death. And don't forget, Easter, he is risen. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Don't forget. And so we proclaim his death, yes, but don't forget, he's the first fruits of the resurrection. He rose again. And it's something we're going to proclaim until he comes. And as surely as the Lord lives, he will return again. That's what he told us. That's exactly what he told us. He's coming again. He also gives us the conditions of what the world will look like before he comes. Remember the disciples asked him, you know, Lord, what will be the, what are the signs of the end? And what will be the sign of your, uh, tell us about the end of the age. What will be the sign of your coming? And then he starts to explain, this is what things will look like. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. You see, it's going to be so bad that no flesh will be saved, even the elect. That's what the Lord says. But then he also says, unless those days be shortened. Unless those days be shortened. So, you know, it's, it's called perilous times for a reason. Very treacherous times, very deceitful days, and it's going to get worse. You think it's bad now? I mean, it's bad. It is bad. But it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But yet at the same time, even in the midst of what we see, even in the midst of darkness, there's a church. There's a fellowship. Just like Corinth. Corinth, hustle, bustle, gods and goddesses everywhere. All kinds of temples of this, temples of that, priests and priestesses. A lot of sex, I have to say that, because we're studying it in our, in our studies in, the, in, in 1 Corinthians. A lot, of, a lot of their priests and priestesses had a lot of sexual activity, the gods of, God, of, of uh, fertility and pleasure and all these things. But yet in the midst of that city, Corinth, the hub of commercial activity, all these things, in the midst of that, 
you have a church. You have saints. And then you have a picture of, you know, now that we have a deeper understanding of Corinth and our, through our study and through, you know, how the Lord teaches us in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, you see a picture of the world coming into the church, the world impacting the church instead of the other way around, the church going into the world. You see? And Paul had to get things right. Inspired by the Spirit, Paul had to get things right, put things in order. Rightfully so. He's, he's a servant. He's a servant of the Master. And praise be to the Lord for those in the household of Chloe. Now, if you're listening for the first time, you're like, what in the world is he talking about? Go back and listen to our studies. Start in 1 Corinthians 1. Okay, start and listen. Get, get, get caught up with where we're at. It's very important, this proclamation. But at the same time, in verse 27, he says this, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. You see, that's why I say, you know, if you're, if you're playing games with the Lord, if you're not a believer, the communion is not for you. Don't partake of the elements. It's not for you. It's not to hurt your feelings. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not, it has nothing to do with that at all. It's to make sure that your heart is right for the right, right with the Lord. And once your heart is right with the Lord, then we partake of the elements. Then you can partake of the elements biblically. Because I don't want you to partake in, in an unworthy manner. You see, anybody, myself included, we're all in the same boat. Because when that happens, or if that happens, such a person will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's heavy. So what do we do? What do we do? He says this in verse 28, but let a man examine himself. And this is key. This is important. It's this moment of introspection. Let a man examine himself. Let a man scrutinize himself. Let a man see whether he's genuine, genuine or not. Let a woman scrutinize herself. Let a woman see if she is genuine or not. Genuine to what? Genuine to the Lord. We take these measurements. Oh, I thought about this. Oh, I said this. Oh, my mind went here. Oh, my mouth went here. You see, I meant the little rudder, the little rudder in our in, in our mouths. It's called the tongue. And Brother James has something to say about that. You see how beautiful these, you know, in the past week, in the past month, in the past couple weeks, yesterday even. Maybe even this morning. It's like, oh man, I shouldn't have done this. Man, I shouldn't have said that. Oh man. And not just the acts, the works of our hands, the steps of our feet, but what about the mind? Oh Lord, I was disobedient in my mind. And you know, all these things. We take these measurements. It's part of this examination, self-examination. A man examines himself, a woman examines herself herself a boy examines himself a, a girl examines herself the old guy examines himself the old lady examines herself one body many parts and where you're found wanting repent get your heart right with the lord make sure your heart is right with the lord and so look what he says here. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. See, it's, it's not like, oh, you know, when, when you hear me say, oh, this isn't for you. 
If you're a non-believer, this isn't for you. If you're playing games with the Lord, this isn't for you. It's to say, it, it, it is for you, but before it is for you, you need to be right with the Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians, we've studied some heavy stuff. I mean, like, it's heavy stuff in Romans, subject matter, topics, things that the Lord wants us to know and study. It's, it's in His Word. Heavy things in the book of Acts, heavy things in Romans, but Corinth, it's, it's heavy. It's some heavy stuff that we studied already. You know, about, you know, if you remember uh, uh, sexual immorality, covetousness, idolatry, revilers, drunkards, extortioners, you see, fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, uh, sodomites. Heavy, heavy things that we've studied so far. And if these are subject matter where it's just like, whoa, that that hits close to home. You know, because, you know, you could read the Bible and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's this one little aspect where it's like a knife in the heart. You see? And praise be to the Lord for those moments. Because it's the Lord who desires to help us, to help you crucify. You see? Crucify. You have to make a choice. Are you, are we, am I, are we crucified with Christ or not? You see? You say, oh, I believe, I believe. Okay, you know, even the demons believe. Oh, but I believe. Oh, I also like you know, the sex. I also like the drugs. I also like the alcohol. Okay. I understand. But don't forget, it's like, wait a second. When we read the Bible to understand that those things aren't good. The sex, the drugs, the alcohol, the cheats, the all, the, all kinds of different things. It's the works of the flesh. It's walking according to the flesh. And the Word of God deals with it. The Word of God teaches us, trains us. And so we repent. We are the ones who get our hearts right with the Lord. And then the Lord cleans us. And then it's not, we, we go back into those things. It's not like, you know, you know, like, you know, okay, I repent, forgive me, Lord. And then all of a sudden we go back into those things. No, go and sin no more. Don't do it anymore. Why? Because you've changed your ways. You've turned away from those things. You see, and now we're cleansed and we move on to perfection. And through our journey in life, you're going to have more and more and more sin, trespasses. Remember, even sinning against the sinning against a brother. Remember how we talked about the conscience of another brother? You see, in chapter 8, uh, um, uh, in verse 12, but when you thus sin, or in verse 11, chapter 8, verse 11, and because your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died, but when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak cons conscience, you sin against Christ. So many times we think about sin being like, oh, the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll. And, you know, some of, you know, the, uh, like sex within marriage, beautiful. You see? I say rock and roll, but I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I just say that because, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, that, that whole lifestyle. The sex, the drugs, the alcohol. I mean, those are sinful things. 
But then it's like, okay, I don't do the sex. I don't do the drugs. I don't do the alcohol. I don't do the text. I'm not a text cheat. And then you grow in Christ. You mature in Christ. And then the Lord raises the bar. Okay, what about your knowledge? Because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. And when you sin against the brethren in this manner, when you thus sin against the brethren, you wound their weak conscience and you sin against Christ. You see, repentance is required. Get your heart right with the Lord. And the Lord raises the bar. He keeps our hearts soft. Moldable. And He continues to use us. It's part of maturity, maturing in Christ. And so, verse 28, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And we talked about these, so we studied, and I just talked about it, but we studied these heavy, heavy subject matter. And you know, if, they, if, it, if it's a, a pressure point for you, some of the subject matter that we've studied so far, with the sex, with the idolatry, with the covetousness, with the whatever it is, now that we have this knowledge, we repent. You repent. You see? And then you're right with the Lord. And then you partake of the elements. Then we partake of the elements. In verse 29, For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Translates as many have died. This discernment, it's very important to have this discernment. Biblical discernment. Understanding the Word of God. Not changing the Word of God into, you know, whatever people change it into. But under having a love of truth. And in this love of truth, do we find wisdom. It's where wisdom is found. And not just wisdom, you know, wisdom plus, and then all the blessings of the Lord. Oh, I love the blessings, but I also like this. Well, hold on a second. What are those other things that you, you tell me you love? What are those other things that you love? Are those blessings of the Lord? Or is it a trap? It's very interesting. Sometimes you see the, like you're watching a, a basketball game on TV, cuts to commercial, and you see the beer commercials. You know, and you see the beer commercials, everybody's having fun. You know, they have a, a can of beer in their hand, a bottle of beer in their hand. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's young, you know, a nice little party going on. But what the commercial doesn't show you is they don't show your face in the toilet. You know, vomiting your brains out. They don't show you that. They don't show you 20 years of alcohol addiction and you're dying of liver disease. They don't show that. They always show you the good stuff on the commercials. The Satan does the exact same thing. Oh yeah, this is good. Look how good this is. Look how fun this is. But is it, he doesn't show you the ultimate end. You know who shows you the ultimate end? The Lord. The Lord. Because he doesn't want you to go that direction. He wants you to be with Him. He wants intimacy with you. You in Him and Him in you. Intimacy. That's what He desires. This discernment. 
It's very holy. This communion that we partake of. Very holy. In verse 31, For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would diacrino, if we would discriminate to discern, separate, and withdraw from. If we would do this ourselves, we would not be judged, he says. We would not be crino, which is to be condemned. We have to do this discernment. We have to partake of this discernment. Filter out the good with the bad, or filter out the bad from the good. You see? I mean, have you ever been shopping online? And you go shopping online, you know, and you see like, okay, you type in like uh, shoes, you know, you're looking at shoes. And you go shopping online, you look at shoes, and it's like, oh my goodness, there's a grip of shoes here. But then you look for the column where you can start to, you know, fil- do your filters. And you say, okay, I want, you know, uh, I don't know, the color, you know, you get the, by color, you know, some uh, blue shoes or, I don't know, yellow shoes or whatever. And you do all your criteria, the brand, high tops, low tops. Uh, you know, the type, is it a tennis shoe or is it a basketball shoe or is it, you know, a dress shoe? And if it's a dress shoe, is it leather, fake leather, real leather? You you select all these things. And then what comes, you know, the, like, a, a, like a thousand shoes becomes 500 and you keep filtering and becomes 200 and you keep filtering. And then it becomes 50 and you keep filtering and then it becomes Five, and you keep filtering more, and then boom, one shoe. You know that's not, and then you find out it's not in your size. <laughs> no, but that's how it is. You know, you do this, but the same thing applies with the Word of God. What we do in our hearts for our hearts. So, say for example, you believe in the Lord. Okay, praise be to the Lord, but don't forget, even the demons believe. And you love the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. But then you also love the crack, the sex, the drugs, the meth, the alcohol, being a tax cheat. You also like all these things because of the goodies. Because of the goodies. And they're temporal. I mean, Satan will tempt you with little goodies. But it's temporal. He doesn't show you the liver disease. He doesn't show you, you know, the STDs. You know, he doesn't show you all those things. He knows that you'll get that, but he doesn't want to show you that because he's trying to trap you. And so we have the word of God. And with the truth, we do the filtering, just like we do when we buy shoes online. You do the filtering. Okay, crack, throw it away. Okay, alcohol, throw it away. Okay, tax cheat, throw it away. Okay, You know, Ouija boards, throw it away. Okay, this, throw it away. That, throw it away. You do this discernment. We do it. It's very holy. This moment of introspection. And not just introspection. This moment of introspection plus proclamation of the Lord. His death. His resurrection. Until he comes. In verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves. We would not be judged. But when we are judged. We are chastened by the Lord. That we may not be condemned with the world. You see. 
So, you know, these moments, like in this moment of introspection, self-examination, I mean, it's like, oh man, you know, I like the crack. Oh man, I like the sex. Oh man, I like the meth. Oh man, you know, there's that moment of like, you know, like, okay, that's not good. There's that moment of pain. But there's also beauty in it because the acknowledgement of the sin, the repentance, you throw it away. And then what happens? It's like, okay, when we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, your heart is right. with Just like the Old Testament, our study through the book of Numbers. How condemnation came on some, but then condemnation was not on others. Exact same. Exact same. Remember, the Lord never changes. The exact same. You say, wait a second, the Old Testament is full of judgment and wrath. And I don't like the Old Testament. Well, we study the Old Testament because the Lord is the same. The Bible is Genesis to Revelation. The full counsel of the Word of God. Now, we're in an, a stage, uh, an, a state of grace right now. You know, I mean, if, if I were to say, if it were like, you know, 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, and I said we're in a state of grace, it would be easier to understand based on what we see the world like. But the world today, you say, this is a state of grace. Look at the world. It's falling apart. People are going crazy. There's strong delusion everywhere. And people are just losing their minds. And everything's just crazy town, straight up crazy town in the world and in the church. Well, it's also indicative of the last days. The Lord told us these things would happen. He told us that strong delusion would come. He told us that the church would be entering into apostasy. He told us that there would be wars and rumors of wars. He told us that there would be earthquakes in various places, in diverse places. He told us it would be a time of sorrow. I mean, so when you hear me say we're in this age of grace and you're like, hmm, that, that, that doesn't look like this so good at what I see. Well, it's prophesied. It's going to get worse and worse and darker and darker and darker. Signs in the times. Condemnation is coming. The Bible says this door of grace, which is open. I mean, you could say like a hundred years ago, it was wide open. But as we get closer to the beginning of the 70th week, you're going to see this door of grace. It's still open, but it's going to get smaller. It's not going to, not going to be open by much. This door of grace, it's slowly moving to closure. It's been slowly moving since it started, you know, wide open 2,000 years ago. And since then, you know, in the course of time, it's been slowly closing, slowly closing, slowly closing, slowly closing until the end of the age when it's going to get really close to being closed. And then the fullness of the Gentiles. The fullness of the Gentiles. You see? It is done. Okay. Fullness of the Gentiles, boom. And then now the uh, 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 the eyes will be opened in Israel. Remember, Israel in part is blind until the fullness of the, fullness of the Gentiles. So study from Romans 11. So here we mention this, this door of grace and you look at the world and you're like, wow, I don't see grace. Well, it's also a sign of the times. Condemnation is coming. Judgment is coming. 
Oh, I don't read the Old Testament because it's so judgmental. I don't read the Old Testament because there's too much wrath. Wrath is coming. It's coming. We're, we're in this age of grace, this door of disp- this, this current dispensation, where this door, <clears throat> excuse me, this door of grace is open. It's closing. It's on its way to being closed. And so we partake of the elements. Now I have to say this too, like, you know, in these moments, you know, if you, if you need to get your heart right with the Lord, if, your heart, if you haven't done so already, <clears throat> hit pause. Hit pause and get your heart right with the Lord. You might have to repent. You might have to repent for several things, multiple things. No matter what it is, I don't care what it is. I really don't care what it is. Now, if you're a brand new believer, I really don't care what it is. But if you are a believer, I still don't care what it is. But it's like, okay, let's put aside the childish things now. You know, like, how long has this been an issue? Okay, let, let's, let today be the last of it. And let's move on to perfection. You're still going to have more sin. You're still going to have more trespass. You're still going to be challenged with, you know, Satan is still going to attack you. But let's move on to perfection. People always talk about, oh, this habitual sin, habitual sin. It's like, okay, I understand what they're, I understand where they're coming from. But don't forget, Jesus Christ told the woman caught in adultery, her sexual sin. He says, go and sin no more. See? Very important to understand these things. Because it's holy. Oneness with the Lord. Intimacy with Him. And so, in these moments of self-examination, you just hit pause. Get your heart right with the Lord. And then when your heart is right with the Lord, boom. Now you're ready to partake of the elements. You see? So, let's look at verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said... Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's, beautiful people of the way, let's take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Beautiful people of the way. Let's take of the cup. When we had... uh, Corporate fellowship in in body. Now it's in spirit for the time being. But when we had corporate fellowship in body, we had moments of worship, singing song and hymns unto the Lord, praying unto the Lord corporately. And um, we've been absent that corporately in body. Corporately in spirit, we have it. We have it still. But in body, not so much. Don't forget to pray. Pray for our families. Pray for one another. 
this, uh, you know, you're listening, but there are other listeners. Pray for the other listeners. One body, many parts. Because the days are getting worse and worse and worse. But the remnant, the remnant is getting brighter and brighter and brighter, more refined. God bless you guys. Love you guys.